Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. Hey, when is everybody going to bed? I gotta get, I gotta shut this down. Then I look at my watch and it's 7.52. He's not just a thrower. He's a passer of the football. And there's a big difference between the two. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, Jake, we're recording this Friday as usual. And it is currently 8.33 Mountain Time. 1033 Eastern. And normally we start at 815 Mountain Time. And you called me about five minutes ago and said, where the heck are you? Jake, I have no reason other than I completely forgot about our podcast. I'm sorry. I still value you as a friend and as a coworker more than I have uh, shown today, Jake. Well, Jordan, I I mean, (laughs) I don't know where to start. Usually we don't name our podcast, but I, I mean, I have a name for this one. Uh, what do we got? It's an old, old slogan one of our coaches used to use, and I'm not sure if you remember who this coach was or not, but it was don't complain, don't explain, just find a solution. And, <laughs> and I don't want to hear about you were late. I don't want, you know, I want to explain why. Just find a solution. Just get here and do I, it. So the solution name the is coach. We're on the we, air. Hopefully podcast Matt press records on this podcast award-winning podcast i might add yeah and right can you name the coach that used to say don't complain don't explain find solutions dan hitting right wasn't it Ab, ding 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 yeah you're finally woken up and and you're ready to go so no, it not, is well, dan I, don't feel like, hitting. I don't feel like i'm complaining or explaining I've, well, it's, there's it's no so explanation disappointing. i said i just forgot i totally forgot because 
that doesn't feel like a Friday to me for some reason. This is so, the NFL, I'm Jordan. Sorry. You've had an extra hour to prepare this week because of daylight savings. Well, that's savings why. Time. Maybe I'm all messed up. Because, right? My internal clock, which now is set more by daylight than ever before in my life, is all screwed up. That's the pro- that is so, the problem. My in- my ha- internal sun calendar said it's like it's a Thursday. That's what got me right there. What? What time does the sun come up in the morning? That is daylight and you can see and go. What time for you guys? Well, now 7.10. Oh, that late? Right? Yeah, it was 8.10 last week wow. until we fell back. Right. No, it's yeah. late. We're 6.10. Six, I mean, really 5.50, you can see pretty darn good down here. Yeah. Huh. It'll be – so at the solstice, Jake, on December 21st, shortest day of the year, Yes, we will be – back to 8 o'clock daylight by then, and it'll be dark 4.50, 5 o'clock. Wow. Now, sunset. I don't yeah. know if there's been many football uh, podcasts that have discussed the solstice and said the date two weeks in a row. I mean, that's yeah, that's well, the type of information we bring. It is. It's a big deal. And I am definitely fighting. I don't know about the rest of our listeners, but I'm definitely fighting – not Trump wanting to go to bed super early since we've fallen back, right? So the darkness, oh, if darkness, if if you eat dinner at 6.30 and, and do the dishes and it's totally dark, for me, the clock's ticking right then. I got about an hour before I'm ready to snuggle in. And I'm like looking around at the kids. Hey, when is everybody going to bed? I got to get, I got to shut this down. Then I look at my watch and it's 7.52. <laughs> but the, I, something's, I messed up, Jake, because obviously with me missing work, you know, so I'll get it straightened out. How you been though? How's your week been? The week has been great, Jordan. Weather's been absolutely outstanding. I'm a morning person. So this daylight bright and early is just awesome. And I have gone to bed early because. It just it gets dark early. We eat and everything's done. And with two teenagers, um, they're kind of I don't know. They just do everything on their own now. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have a young couple of young ones like you, you know. Or really, should I say one young one? Uh, one in Boone, because one uh, Teddy and Rainy, you know, I'm sure they're pretty self sufficient. Yeah, they're doing okay. Um, you have had to have loved being a guy who both reads the newspaper and watches news at the same time. It's been a big week for you with the ongoing election results streaming in. Have you been just gulping that information down as it rolls in and realizing you're just watching them say the same things over and over again? No, Jordan, I I can honestly say that I'm a stay in my lane guy when it comes to this type of stuff. And you get everybody gets so worked up about this and about that. And I just, you know, ah. I watched a little bit election night, and then after that, I said, well, maybe we'll know by 2021 what's going to happen. And I got up yeah. the next day and went about yeah. my business, you know? like a, well, kind I'm of getting smarter good. because, right, I'm getting smarter because I knew that sitting there on election night watching every minute would just lead itself to me being even more, like, anxious or, like, whatever the right word is. Because, you know, everyone was warning us it was going to take forever, and here we sit Friday, and we still don't know, but. You know what's been the coolest thing, Jake? Record numbers of voters. Obviously, populations continue to grow, and it will kind of indefinitely here in the U.S., but record number, when you see that, like, both candidates have got, have received dang near 70 million votes, it makes me proud of our our voter turnout this year, and the NFL did a big initiative, NBA, pretty much everybody's been talking about it, but 
really cool to see it, it, in the midst of the pandemic and all the reasons not to do it, how much um, citizen uh, participation there was this year. So I hope we can continue that on both at the national and local level, which, you know, is extremely important as well, Jake. Well, I echo those sentiments. And yes, that's our right, our freedom as Americans to be able to go out and vote. And we should do that at every election. To me, that should be commonplace, which I know it's not. But in my mind, that should be just commonplace. We had one of the kids on my football team vote. Really? And I thought, wait a minute, you're kind of a little dumb, you know, dumb high schooler. What do you know? But I was like, you're 18. Holy crap. All right, there we go. We're voting. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we had a nice discussion. And we've had extra time to talk about things such as voting because we lost last week to Weezer in the playoffs. So my football season's over, Jake. Another reason why I could explain that I missed today because my schedule's all thrown off because the, the high school season's over. Sadly, we got our butts kicked at home. So I'm, I'm moving into wintertime now. But the Panthers, Jake, didn't have a game last Sunday, as you know. Ten days ago, or a week and a half ago, they played a Thursday night game, lost to the Falcons. No game on Sunday. So we don't have to talk about any past experience, but we're getting ready to play the Chiefs, Jake, which I don't know if you've heard, pretty good team. Yeah, they um, they have a guy that um, he can make throws that I don't th- see too many guys doing. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, because what I watched last night was um, was pretty special by Aaron. But also, this, this Mahomes kid is – he's just something else to watch. And the speed that they have at the receiver position and how they just play attack mode is something fun to see. And hopefully there's not many fun moments on Sunday for the Chiefs. That's what my hope is. <laughs> I just, I mean, we can talk forever about it. It's old news, but the contract that Mahomes signed, awesome. Good for him. I'm the kind of former player. There's some former players, Jake, you know, that are bitter about all the money that people get since they've retired. But then you could always say that, well, there's people older than you that are mad about the money you got. I prefer to just celebrate anybody getting anything they can and from the NFL as your player gets such a short window. But anyways, you can speak to that if you want. Watching Mahomes is just so fun, right? You talked you talked about Rodgers last night, and he's my fantasy quarterback, so I was happy with his performance last night. But Rodgers is a lot of fun to watch. He moves around that pocket so well. He slings the ball. It's great. But Mahomes with these crazy throws, Jake, from out of nowhere, tell me if that's so, like, would you recommend a young quarterback work on the sidearm, work on the no look, or would you say that should just be reserved for special people? Listen, it's reserved for special people, but you're never going to stand in the clean pocket and you're never going to be able to, every throw is going to be the same. You're going to have to move arm angles and you're going to have to move your body. Your feet are going to, they're not going to be set every time. The, and yes, would it, you'd like for it to be ideal, sure. But what this kid does, and and there's so many kids that that they try to imitate him and, and whatnot, but the guy works at it. And the guy's a, a really good athlete, and his accuracy, he's not just a thrower. He's a passer of the football, and there's a big difference between the two. A thrower has got a strong arm, and it's more or less he just kind of he throws it hard somewhere. And I equate that to, like, Josh Allen. I, I've seen some improvement from him being a passer, but he's still more of a thrower than a passer. Mahomes is a passer of the football, and, and he can just do it at any arm angle, any arm slot, rolling out the pocket, rolling left um, in the pocket, and just and it's so strong that 
he can hold for a tick second longer and let his receiver get going down the field because DBs, they're taught about 40 to 44 yards. If, if they're running with some, someone in phase or side-by-side, side, they need to start looking for the ball. Well, anything past that, DBs kind of get disoriented. And they don't play receiver. That's why they're defensive back. And that's why they get so many of these passes because it's so far down the field. And DBs start to look all around and their body kind of gets all, you know, out of sorts. And they can't finish the play. And his receivers just make these plays. And it's, um, it's fun to watch. And I love watching it. I love watching him play. But hopefully we can limit that. I'm anxious to see if we use a, more of a, a three-man rush type of situation and play zone behind it to uh, to limit the big plays. Because we've done that a good bit this year. And I've seen Buffalo uh, try to do that against them a couple of weeks back. Uh, and Andy Reid just said, hey, I'm going to run the ball every single play. Pretty much. And Mahomes wasn't the greatest factor in the game because they just ran the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of game plan that we come up with uh, to try to limit him, because you're not going to stop the Chiefs in this offense. You're just not. But you got to limit the big plays. And if we can possess the football and getting uh, a so-called running back back maybe this week for us might help us possess it a little bit longer and keep uh, Mahomes and, uh, and the offense off the field. Well, there's a lot of ways I want to dissect this game, Jake. Talk more about the Chiefs' offense and their defense is pretty dang outstanding as well. But since you brought him up, Christian McCaffrey, right, it's looking like he should be able to play this week. He's been practicing and, and holding holding up well um, with his injury. But what do you do with him, Jake? You got Mike Davis who's been running the ball so well and the offense, you know, pass protection issues, and it was talked about during the week from uh, media and, and coach rule and everything. We got a short pass protection and that'll be important against chiefs defense. But sometimes you bring a guy back, Jake, even though he's who he is, would you maybe enter him in a little bit slowly trying to not mess up the flow of the offense that's been going on with Mike Davis being the lead back? Or do you throw him in there and say, it's your job, man, go, go get it. What, do, what would you do coach? Yeah. DeLone? Yeah. A hundred percent. He's being thrown in there. Listen, we struggled running the ball last game against, um, against Atlanta. And so I think um, Christian's back, ready to go. Um, is he 100%? I don't know, but I have a feeling he knows his body pretty darn good. And I'm I'm full-blown offense with Christian um, back there. I'm not I'm not holding anything back. I, I will say that. That's, that's my answer oh, to that question. Okay. All right. How awesome is it for the Panthers, thank you, COVID, that there's not going to be a full stadium at Arrowhead because you and I have played games there and it's been – widely known how loud and and proud that crowd is but having crowd noise be a minimal factor is a big uh opportunity for the Panthers to do well in a stadium that is just incredibly difficult to play against Jake you know Teddy Bridgewater's got to be feeling good about that yeah definitely so um you know Jordan 2004 was we were playing there the second week of the season and we're the national anthems playing. So, you know, everybody's listening and you have the nerves during the national anthem. And at the end of the national anthem, you know, um, and the home of the, the whole crowd yells chiefs. And it's like they point at the opposing team. I wasn't prepared for it, and it scared 
the hell out of me when they did that. And I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. I don't know if you remember that, but I said, that is awesome. And sure enough, we had a re very good day that day and we were able to beat them. So it was nice to go into Arrowhead and beat them. But that's something I always remember because that was talked about leading up into the week, how loud Arrowhead gets and the, the, the fans really get into it. And uh, it was a beautiful day that day, but lucky enough, we were able to make a few more plays than them and get the win. But that's that's one thing I remember. But it's got to be great for us communication-wise um, to be able to, you know, kind of have everything at our disposal offensively um, with the no crowd noise. You mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, or you mentioned the Panthers offense. If you said one of the keys would be if, if we can possess the football, right? Keep, keep time of possession on our side, long sustained drives, blah, blah, blah. Quarterback has a lot to do with that more, more than anybody else on the field. Definitely. Jake, did you ever kind of change your mindset going into games? And what I mean is this game, when you know, you're going against such an outstanding offense, do, would you ever say, you know what, maybe I'll take a, take a few more check downs, less risks earlier in this game. I'm really going to watch the play clock. I'm going to snap it every time at two seconds, you know, one second, whatever the case may be. Do you manage a game differently when you're in a situation like Teddy Bridgewater will be in on Sunday? You, you know, sometimes you, you sometimes you do. Now, you never want to miss an opportunity to take a shot. If a shot play is called, it's not, hey, uh, check it down. I mean, you, you, you got to run the offense, but you want to be very smart. Uh, and, and maybe take less chances. You know, Jordan, I vividly remember in 08, we played the Saints the last game of the season, and we were driving down, and we were down by like one or two, whatever it may be, or it, we might have been tied, whatever it may be. And we, all we needed was a field goal to win. And we had like a third and a third and three or something like that. And I tried to draw him off sides, but somebody jumped off sides, so we had to back up. I'm not naming names, but he was number 69, and he's on the uh, yep. Hall of Honor for the Panthers. But anyway, yeah, we called the play, and it was 137, okay, 137 choice. And we have a, a guy in the flats, Mahat, Hussein Muhammad on the curl, and Gary Bornage was our tight end, and he ran a corner route. So it was kind of like a three-level, uh, it was like a flood type of concept, if you think about it. Three guys going into this one area, and you read it low to high, or high to low, vice versa. Well, you could tell that they were going to bring some pressure, and I knew Bornage could run, and I said, man, he might get a free release. I could have that corner out. That, but I knew Moose was running a curl against whatever the corner was, and I said, that's the first down. That's where I need. I don't need to go in the flat to Hoover because they could wrap up and tackle him short. And sure enough, I fake it. I get my hips turned, and Moose is there for the curl, and I let it go. Well, they dropped Gary Bornage completely. And he's running wide open to the corner. And if I just punt it to him, he catches it and scores. Moussin Mohammed in motion toward the far sideline. Malone takes the snap. Play action fake. Over the middle, short and middle. That is complete for a first down. Big play there for yep. the Panthers to get it to the 31-yard line. Mick, my heart is absolutely pounding in my chest right now. <laughs> my goodness. Mussin Muhammad goes across the muscle, runs a nice little curl route, and Jake just absolutely threads the ball in there. But the offensive line protected. That was so critical. You got to buy him the protection, and you got to get the necessary real estate to make it an easier kick for John Casey. And the biggest thing is Mick was alluding to it with time, a fresh set of downs that the Saints just used their final timeout. You can run the ball and really run this clock down because biggest thing may not be anything more than keeping Drew Brees on the sidelines oh if you goodness. get that kick. But I remember we get the first down, and Bornage came back, and he goes, did you see it? I said, yeah. And I said, Bornage, I said, 
I don't know if that was a good thing because Drew was going to get the ball back. And he goes, and he looked at me, and he it didn't register because he was so young at the time. I said, we can't give him the ball back in a two-minute situation. And sure enough, we were able to run the play, run a few plays and kick a field goal. John Casey at, as time expired. But some of those things, they have to play in your mind at certain points in a game. I mean, that's just situational football. Well, that's why the quarterback gets paid the big bucks, Jake, is to think all those thoughts in one play as you're trying to hit Hoover. Hearing you explain all that, it's amazing how the human brain can dissect all that information that quickly, right? But that was a good – I'm glad you made that decision because we won the game. You mentioned Gary Barnage, though. Have you seen him and D'Angelo Williams in The Amazing Race on CBS? No, I, I have not seen it. Uh, someone called me about a couple of weeks ago, and um, they didn't know the names of the players, and I looked it up on my phone, and I was like, "That's that." if, if there's any two ex-players or teammates that should be on that show, it's those two, because that's to me, that's right down their alley. Well, do you want to hear a long, uh, semi-long random story, Jake, just between me and you? I hope you do. Yeah, I don't, want, yeah okay. no, I don't want nobody okay. else to hear. Go ahead. <laughs> So I got a friend named Mike Doliak who played basketball at Utah, then was drafted 12th overall by the Magic and played 10 years in the NBA as a big man, 6'11 guy. So we got a lot of common interests. He likes to snow ski and camp and fish and all that stuff. So we've kept in touch over the years. Well, he retired in 08, I believe, or 09. And then after I retired, I called him. I said, hey, we should try to get on the amazing race because I said, They'd love to have two athletes on there. Well, he was busy and, you know, it didn't work out. We didn't do it. So it's funny to see D'Angelo and Gary on there, and I've enjoyed watching. I, I'm, all, I'm episodes behind, so I don't currently know where they stand, but it's been fun to watch. But the reason I'm telling you that is, guess who came to visit this weekend at the farm? Mike Doliak. Michael Doliak. Wow. There he is. And huh. he and his wife, Shannon, he's 6'11". His wife, Shannon's like five feet tall. She's an All-American gymnast at Utah. Okay, so there's a little bit of height discrepancy right there. But they have decided to they sold their house in Park City, Utah, and they they're moving to Montana. They're on literally on their way there. They stopped here in Idaho and hung out with us for a couple nights to talk farming because they're going to start a farm, a regenerative permaculture farm in Montana, Jake, with zero experience. So I'm now experienced enough at what we're doing that I can people will stop in say hi and try to learn something from us here at little buddy farm. So that was a pretty cool weekend getting to give him some tips that, and his life and wish them on their way. That's awesome. That's good to hear. That's, uh, so it now was, you're, you're, you're a consultant because you're right. so sought after right. in the horticulture world. Exactly. Any ultra agriculture, horticulture, permaculture, any Ooh, ultra, I like it. you know, I, I'm the guy to go to, but it is funny for me to hang out with someone who's, six inches taller than i am that doesn't sure happen uh, commonly yeah that's awesome that's it, cool it stuff yeah well so i'll be rooting for them as they go uh okay so back to the chiefs so jake i know we're getting short on time you said they're a pretty good offense so they're top five <laughs> in average net yards average net passing yards third down conversion percentage which i would love to always be top five in average points scored of with 31.6 and average point differential with 12.6 okay but the good news is their defense is leading the nfl in turnover margin at plus nine and their third in points allowed at 19 jake so give our viewers as your final thought the key to beating these chiefs jordan we can't turn the ball over 
We okay, can't there it short is. Fields. I mean, it's very simple. We we've we've got to score points offensively. I mean, um, with with Christian back to add to the weapons, I'm so anxious to see if Joe Brady has designed some things with, I guess, a um, a NASCAR package or whatever you want to call it, with Mike Davis and Christian in, in the backfield um, to to go with Curtis and Robbie and DJ. Uh, maybe get our tight ends involved. We can throw weapons at you, Jordan. We've said it all along and getting the ultimate weapon back. We, we've got to control the ball somehow, some way, long, sustained drives, and we can't settle for field goals, Jordan. We, we've got to score. Um, we Listen, we're having trouble making teams punt. Uh, it's uh, There's not many punts the last couple of games. Uh, we force teams to punt. So we need to somehow, some way, limit some of their opportunities, maybe get a turnover or two somewhere. But short we need to limit possessions. There's just no other way around it. We have to limit the Chiefs' possessions and take full advantage of ours. And Brian Burns, who's a, who's a show favorite. Both you and I are a big fan. All three of his sacks this year have been forced fumbles, so let's make that four or five. I'll take a turnover. I like turnover. it. I like it. Okay, well, before we wrap up, and this was yeah. something, that a little nugget I, I found, that Matt Rule, when he was at Temple, he was the offensive coordinator before the head coach. Andy Reid's son, Britt, was a GA, a graduate assistant at Temple. And Andy Reid said his son would tell him, this guy, Matt Rule, is an unbelievable football coach. He knows both sides of the ball. He coaches anything. He goes, Dad, you, you got to hire him. Somehow, some way, you have to get him on your staff. So I thought that was a, a pretty interesting nugget. How, you know, there's so many uh, layers in football and who knows who, but Andy's son was a GA at Temple when Matt was there. And right away he picked it up and we tried to tell us that you need to hire this guy. I thought that was pretty cool. That is a small world. And the more you dive into it, Jake, the more the layers seem like they fold over one another. So, well, let's hope that the Panthers can do exactly what you said, control the clock, no turnovers, touchdowns, not field goal. It's kind of a formula for winning any football game ever. Right. But I, the thing you said that I'll be anxious to see is how they use Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey at the same time. So Jake, Sorry again, I was late, not complaining or explaining, just feeling, you know, like I got to figure out a way to not have that happen again. But as always, been great talking to you. This is the Jordan and Jake podcast powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Thanks, Jake. Be good, man. All right, take care. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.